Hello, welcome to Watch It Baptist Church Online. My name's Mike, I'm the pastor at WBC, and we're taking just a few moments this time around to have a look at some verses from 1 Peter 3, and to talk very briefly about the idea that we might be ready. Let's start with prayer, and then we'll read that passage. Lord, would you be with us this time around? Would you be close to us and invest yourself in us? Would you place your Holy Spirit in us that we might understand what it means to be your people, that we might grow as disciples, that we might be inspired by all of who Jesus is and how the Father loves us. Amen. So I'm reading from 1 Peter uh, chapter 3. I'm going to be starting at verse 8. I'm reading from the NIV version. And it says this, finally, all of you be like minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are... Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. This uh, passage um, hits me at the point at which uh, I'm working during the some parts of the days and evenings at the Watch It Music Festival. And part of two reasons why that's happening, it really strikes me. One is that our theme at the festival is to do with peace. Peace in the world and peace in relationships and peace within as well. And we're inviting people to say, to tell us what it is they would like prayer for as we think about how peace works. Now, the, the psalm that Peter quotes in this letter uh, talks about peace. It says, uh, I want to go back up a couple of verses. Okay. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. I think what's happening in these verses is that Peter is talking about how the church community can encourage individual disciples and the way those indiv individual disciples might live. And they start by practising this. I don't mean practising like as in going from not very good to being better. I mean sort of living out practising. They're practising this idea of compassion and, and kindness and goodness. Remember at the very start of our passage it says, uh, be like-minded. Remember this is Peter writing to a church or, or a, a group of churches. Be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. So Peter is asking people in the church to be good and kind 
and, and gentle with one another, to be sympathetic and compassionate. It's not just what you do, it's also how you do it. I've come across Christians before who, who will tell you that you're terrible and then tell you that they're saying it to you in love because they just simply want to correct you so you can live better. And it's this kind of passage, I think, that makes that, um, that challenges that approach. If you're going to be like-minded, right you're going to be sympathetic, you're going to be compassionate, you're going to be humble. You're going to handle people with gentleness. And what Peter then goes on to say from that is, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. So if, if that's the way you're going to live, then um, being compassionate and humble and sympathetic, if that's how you're going to live, then you will be somebody who, when they get hurt, doesn't look to hurt back. You don't, you don't bounce that hurt back at the person who's hurt you. On the contrary, he says, repay evil with blessing. So there's a setting out here of how people in churches, how disciples might go about um, having relationships with one another and then springboarding that approach to relationships out into the wider world. And he does quote that psalm, doesn't he? The idea of people turning away from evil and doing good. And then Peter, who of course has started off by talking about the relationships in the church and then goes on to talk about relationships um, that are similar but with people in the community around us says who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good now we do come across people who find our goodness intimidating or, or it winds them up or, or they're so they're so happy to be spawning for a fight that actually if somebody comes along who is gentle sometimes they're not quite sure where to put themselves but in the main if we are eager to, to do good and we have a reputation for being compassionate and sympathetic at all times nobody is going to harm you we're not going to want to harm you in the same way and then peter says even if you should suffer for what is right you're blessed so all these things are are the build-up to a, a phrase that probably for lots of us in the church we're very familiar with it says always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect. See how even so you start off with relationships among disciples and you move on to relationships with the world. And then it starts talking about the way you relate to people when you're talking about your faith. And this is why this passage, uh, this, this talk, this teaching is about be ready, this idea that we should be ready. Part of that being ready is to do with having the right attitude of sympathy and compassion. It's also in verse 15 about going about your conversations with people with gentleness and respect being gentle and respectful does not however mean fighting shy of talking about the truth so peter says always be prepared to give an answer i heard um, a story that andy levitt was telling recently about an encounter he had in the pub sat down to see some music some live music down at Pebbles uh, in Watchit Centre uh, and encountering somebody he knew who was with a bunch of mates and said what can't you tell us Andy in your own words why it is that your faith uh, that your Christianity is so important to you and and Andy would found himself in a position of thinking oh I, I, this is the point at which being ready really counts this is the point at which I'm able to talk about not what my theological theory is, not what my doctrine position might be, but what it means to me. Why do I have hope? What does it mean to me? What's my experience of Jesus? 
Now, part of that being ready is a little bit to do with saying, not so much I have a prepared speech, but I know the things that matter. I know the things that I would want to be able to tell people. If somebody gave me an opportunity, this is what I would want to communicate. I had the um, privilege, really, of speaking to a dozen or so people this morning when I was up at the festival, um, asking them what they would like us to pray for, or hearing their concerns about how they're doing, and some of them aren't well, or they're in pain, and, and saying, is it all right if we pray for that? Now, in most of those situations that people didn't say to me, can you tell us why you have hope? But I had to go into those situations ready to be able to say, yeah, do you know what? I'm coming and asking you this because I think prayer works. Because I think it matters that we trust God and that we trust that he loves us. That I think that my understanding of God goes beyond the kind of um, rule-making, rule-keeping, rule-enforcing headmaster figure and actually that, that I have a father who is fond of me. At the end of all that, um, I want to just deviate a little bit from a normal pattern and not ask three questions this time around. Effectively, my teaching is done here. It is about being ready and it's about understanding what it means for us to be ready. And I stick with my idea that you don't necessarily need to have a speech prepared, but you do need to think, where would I start? What would I talk about? What matters to me? How would I communicate if given the opportunity? Those conversations can start with something as simple as, what did you do at the weekend? I went to church. Or I hang out, hung out with my um, Christian family or my church family. Or, or you know, and I spent some time talking to some friends about this area of my faith and, and my understanding of it. But it could start in all kinds of places and all kinds of ways. So I'm going to pray and then we're not going to have three questions, but there is going to be a little task to try. And if you're in a group with others or you're watching this in preparation for a group with others, this is the thing I want you to focus on in that group. Rather than answering questions this time, it's going to be taking on this little activity. So let's pray and then we'll launch that. Lord Jesus, we are your followers and your apprentices. And we recognise that, much as Peter said, that this, the key thing was to seek peace and pursue it, that we know that we want to seek you and pursue you. That we want to be disciples who aren't just thinking a thing, but wanting to do deliberate stuff to live it out. And so we ask that you help us to be ready. As Peter gave us the instruction to be ready, we ask that you help us prepare us. That you help us to prepare so that we are ready when those moments come. Be with us, we pray. Amen. So here's that little task. I want you to take 10 minutes in silence and I want you to write something down. That might be bullet points, it might be scripted, it might be something in between. It might even be that you want to, you find it easier to draw a picture or something, but something that's going to help you think, this is how I'd respond. If somebody said to, said to me, why do you go to church? Or... Why do you work at a community meal? Or um, why do you help your neighbour? It's so easy to say, well, I just, you know, I just want to be a, a good person in my community. But perhaps we need to look for those to be opportunities for us to give a reason for the hope that we have. So, 10 minutes of quiet. Write something, bullet points, whatever it might be, uh, about how you would respond if given the chance to talk about your faith 
what would you want to talk about? Do you want to tell something of your story? Would you want to tell something of a, of a recent experience you had uh, of what it means to, to belong to Jesus? Or maybe what it means to belong to a community of disciples? And then if you're in a group, give each other a bit of time to, to talk that through. Yeah? Set up a scenario where you ask them a question and you see what, what comes. Here's the really tight bit of the challenge. If you're going to do that, make it time limited. This is important because very often when people give us the chance to talk about the hope that we have, we can we can look so we can be so keen to grab hold of the opportunity that we end up talking for ten minutes and we lose them. A one minute response, a ninety second response is plenty. If there is if there is stuff in there that's captured the imagination of the person you're talking to, they will ask follow up questions. So let's spend a little bit of time with a bit of quiet to prepare that and then to share it if you're with others. If you're by yourself prepare it anyway and then perhaps find uh, another disciple a friend who you can try it out on or even possibly if you have a good friend who doesn't know Jesus say my church or my pastor said that I was to practice talking about Jesus because I'm we don't always do it as much as we might do can I practice on you it may be that you don't have a friend who doesn't know Jesus well enough to try that with but if if you think you might I think it's a really good opportunity to take I'm going to pray one more time and then uh, this session will finish but I'll allow you to crack on with that activity. Let's pray again. Lord, we want to be ready. Ready to talk about you. Ready to help the world around us understand why knowing you and following you makes sense. Equip us, we pray. Give us the tools that we need and help us to help each other as we prepare for those opportunities. Amen. Thanks for being with us. It's been great to spend a little time together and I hope to see you soon. God bless.